I literally just remember sitting in his office and I just broke down crying at that point because I'm like, this is, it's, it's hard. Like I talk about all the time on my podcast is like depression is, is so different because like, Hey friend, welcome to the ready to rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? You guys, I am stoked to have Reagan back on my podcast. You probably already know from last time, but she's the executive director and founder of The Warrior in Her, which is a nonprofit organization geared towards helping women with chronic illnesses and other stressors going on to help them just overall with their mental health. She's done a bunch of live events. Most of them are virtual, getting into some that will be, I shouldn't even talk about this yet, but some that will be in person eventually and all kinds of other exciting things, all revolving around community, women helping women, mental health, and more. (laughs) So before I just continue talking all day, let me get Reagan on here, and you guys can hear our conversation about seasonal depression and just how to overcome it this time of year. Reagan, thank you so much for coming over to my podcast today (laughs) to interview me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is so fun. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. And this will also be on your podcast, which is fun, but I have been wanting to talk about my story with seasonal depression for a while. And so this is like literally the perfect way. Yes. And it's so um, common, especially where I live, because I live on the East coast and it gets dark here at like five o'clock. And it's like, there's, we're not getting like any sunlight, at least you live in California. So like, at least you guys get some Honestly, I feel like this is something that is such a, such an important topic and we don't talk about it enough. That's the problem is we literally, um, it's something that we just kind of go about our day and we don't really bring it up. I think we have a lot of pride when it comes to the way that we function as women. So a lot of times we suppress anything that makes us feel like we're not doing a good enough job. And we tend to kind of hide it. Plus there's the whole stigma that society brings up with seasonal depression and just obviously depression in general. So seasonal depression is just, you know, the, that kind of thing where I feel like we don't talk about it enough. And so then I think that does a disservice to people that might be struggling and not knowing what they're struggling with, if that makes sense. So like, that's kind of what happened to me was I started to get just really tired during this time of the year. And same thing, like you were saying, I can't even imagine living on the East coast where it's dark most, you know, a lot more often than it is here in California. It's a lot colder, not to mention. So it's just, uh, I think I would struggle so much worse, but you know, as the days start to get darker and the nights get longer, I started to have this really really bad anxiety where I'm like embarrassed to say this, but I'm ready to talk about it. Um, I used to have this anxiety where I would clean my whole apartment before going to work. And I was like starting to get to work kind of late every day. 
because I literally had to clean. I had to clean the glass on the sliding doors to my balcony. I had to make sure every single thing was put away. And I already kind of have that, you know, it's like a nursing personality where, you know, everything's put away and clean and tidy, but I was like really going above and beyond. And I remember just going in to the doctor and I was like, Hey, like, I'm scared. Like, do I have OCD? Like, is there, do I need to be treated? Like what's going on with me? I was like, this is such a compulsion that I have to clean everything every day. And he of course took me through a series of questions and just, you know, was asking me how often, how much am I sleeping? Am I oversleeping, you know, over my alarm? Am I, um, coming home straight from work and going to bed. How's my drinking? Because at that time I was drinking a little bit more. Now I, I hardly ever drink, but at that time I was drinking a little more to kind of deal with these depression feelings. And, um, what else did he ask me? He asked me just kind of, you know, like the simple questions of, you know, are you losing interest in your daily activities and things that used to make you happy? And do you find yourself watching TV more and trying to numb out? And, um, I was doing kind of all of those things. And when he pointed it out, he showed me that the anxiety that I was feeling was all due to depression. And then even as a nurse, that was something that I didn't know. I had no idea that you could have so much depression that it could lead into anxiety. And he was explaining, it's just because like your the front part of your brain, the part that rationalizes everything and is very logical, like that was not quite working properly just because of how depressed I was and how I was, you know, depression can lead you to not taking care of yourself. And it's a slippery slope, but all of that led to the anxiety. And so I literally just remember sitting in his office and I just broke down crying at that point because I'm like, this is, it's, it's hard. Like I talk about all the time on my podcast is like depression is, is so different because like if somebody has a heart problem, it's, it's semi easy to diagnose. If somebody has a broken foot, anybody can see that it's a broken foot and it's easy. You you know what to do to treat that. But depression and anything that has to do with our minds is still fairly new territory and it's still semi-hard to treat. So I just remember just, I break down crying and I'm just like, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do? And he was such a sweet, sweet doctor and really could understand my holistic approach, even as a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is so funny, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> I love, you know, that, that holistic approach. We talked about options and all of them were things that I could do, you know, easily. So well, thank you for opening up about that because I love that you said that I didn't really, how was somebody supposed to know that they have depression if they don't really know those things? That's huge. I wonder how many people are out there and they're depressed, but they don't mm-hmm. even know they're depressed because they they're they haven't been exposed to even the knowledge of what depression mm-hmm. is, what mm-hmm. it looks like. And that's why I think awareness and everything is so huge because I wonder myself with my anxiety, like, is that coming from a place of depression? Is it just fear? Do you know what I mean? So I like the, I don't like the fact that you experienced that, but I like the fact that you opened up about how your depression was connected to this anxiety of cleaning your house before work. And if you didn't finish it, you're like, well, work's going to have to wait. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's insane. I never, and like I said, I, 
I never knew that. And at this point, I can't I even like, imagine you depressed because you're just such a happy, I, bubbly person. But I feel like that's the funny. people. They are the people. Mm-hmm. Like Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, everyone had no idea he was depressed because he would always make everyone else like happy and laugh yep. and smile. And you never realized like he was struggling. That's the hard thing about depression too is how do you even know? Like you said, yeah. you can't get in somebody's mind. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know. And like I, you know, like I had struggled from, you know, prior to this episode, I had struggled from some, you know, semi-major depression issues before that, that I've, you know, talked about already, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I've struggled with a lot of depression before that, like when I broke up with my ex and I moved here for the first time all by myself and, and all of that, but this was so different. Like it's, it's such, um, the anxiety was just so overpowering and yeah, just that feeling of, of just wanting to like be in bed all the time. It was insane. Like, and I just remember, yeah, that, that feeling of just crying and just being like, okay, well, is this it? But thankfully he started to help me figure out a bunch of ways that I could heal And like, I would love to share some of them because they're so good. And I think like one of the plugs that I have to make when, whenever I tell anybody, um, some of the treatments that you can do is first of all, if you think that you're struggling from seasonal depression, even though, like I said earlier, our society tends to kind of knock it a little bit, or maybe we think it's not that big of a deal. It's still something you need to see a doctor for, because even if you think you're not trying to seek treatment as far as medications for it, or you know, you're not going to go on medications, you still need to see a doctor because even the holistic treatments for seasonal depression can interfere with other medications you might be on for other reasons or, um, things like that. So it's still important to see a doctor, but, but yeah. So when I was in his office, he was explaining to me, there's these things they are called sad lamps. And I can't even describe it. I've I've researched this many times, but um, but it's a little bit. The science is a little bit extra, <laughs> but the basic point is one of these. <laughs> it's like a lot, <laughs> right? It's like a little extra. I'm like I don't know how to describe. But the main point is it will mimic sunlight. So if you turn on this sad lamp, and that's also why you need to see somebody because you can buy random knockoffs off, you know, any of these like online websites that won't actually be the real deal. So you do have to like actually research this, but, um, yeah, so it's actually a thing, but I bought a sad lamp and you sit under it for, I think it's a minimum of 20 minutes. I definitely just do the 20 minutes every single morning and it mimics the sunlight. And, you know, like there's obviously the whole scientific process behind why our bodies need sunlight and how we respond to that. But the bottom line is it's just really important for our bodies for all the different, like happy chemicals, if you want to say, um, the way that our neurotransmitters work in our brains and all of that so that we can have that happiness and have that the right the right balance of everything. So if you do the sad lamp, that is super helpful and it does have to be consistent for sure. Um, and then what else did I start doing? He got me on some supplements. So like vitamin D is a really good supplement. Um, I also started taking like fish oil and B12. What else? I think that's kind of the main, those are kind of the main ones I do. Um, but those are super helpful. And then 
I think one of my favorite things, I actually did a whole podcast episode about this, is sleep. It's insane how a sleep schedule will seriously help you to combat depression and anxiety and all of that. And having a, you know, kind of a bad sleep schedule actually can lead to depression or it can like make it a little bit worse. So if you're getting too much sleep, that can actually cause a little bit more depression. So um, I did a whole episode on that. And there's also a book, it's called Why We Sleep. And it's like 400 pages long. It's super intense, but it's a really, really good book to help you understand how to implement a sleep schedule and how much, like we need 7.5 hours of sleep. So if you implement that sleep schedule and he teaches you how to, um, how to unwind at the end of the night, how to get good sleep and how to get the proper amount. So I feel like those were probably some of the best things that I did for myself. And I have to say like this year heading into seasonal depression, cause this was like three or four years ago now when I, you know, had that moment in the doctor's office. And I have to say though, like heading into the season this year, I feel like so better prepared, if that makes sense. I feel like every year I kind of learn a little bit more about, you know, how to cope and how to recognize the signs of the depression or the anxiety coming on, what to do for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. That's just kind of what's been helping me. Do you know what times of the year are considered seasonal depression times? Is it around the holidays or is it just all winter or... Yeah. So, you know, what's really interesting, dude, Reagan, that's such a good question. Like I just learned, and I have not verified this, but, um, somebody the other day was talking about, they get seasonal depression in the summer. And so for any of my friends, listening, (laughs) any of my nurse and doctor friends listening, don't bring this up to me at work if I'm wrong. (laughs) Like I said, I truly have, I really haven't verified this, but yeah, I mean, I, she was saying that she gets very depressed during the summertime and I'm not sure why, but it does, it's seasonal. So it's, it's kind of like, it depends on your body and your body's response to the elements and where you live, all of that. So it can be different for everybody, but the main kind of most common time frame is around late October to early November through January. And January can be one of those months that can be Do you know how hardest. like someone could decipher sorry, I just like had no, to ask. Fine, yeah. Do you know how someone could decipher if it's like actual depression depression or if it's just a seasonal thing? Like what would be the signs of that? Do you know your depression was like a seasonal thing or do you feel like it was an ongoing thing, if that makes sense? Yeah. Because oh I my think gosh. this is important to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Me included, that. because I do feel depressed this time of year. And like, I don't know why, yeah. but I know that my morale just kind of goes down when the weather, you know, changes yeah. around. It's darker. Yeah. But it has to do with all of that. Um, especially like, I guess the best way to determine is to, I know everyone always says to keep a journal and that's always the best way to, you know, map things out for yourself. But truly if you could journal or if you could even come up with some kind of note system to yourself and your planner, even a, you know, a 
planner on your phone or something, because if you could just write it down for yourself, like, Hey, today I felt like a one, there's actually apps that do this too, but I, you know, I won't go into a separate app. Like I'll, I'll forget about it, but, um, yeah, I think it's different for everyone too, because I would rather write things down than like do it on an app. But like, I feel some people enjoy doing things on their phone rather than journaling, but it's just the scientific research behind journaling and how that improves your overall well-being yeah. is like so important that if somebody hasn't explored it yet, they should at least try it because I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of evidence showing that like journaling helps. I don't know if there is about like putting it in an app or whatever, but right. I have like, read about like how journaling like helps people really know themselves better and have like more prosperous and successful lives or at least that's what Brendan yeah. Burchard said so no and it I'll does take his oh, word for it gosh quick plug for Burchard <laughs> man oh man he's the best I'll take his word for it <laughs> I'll take anything he says <laughs> that one of the best reasons too for why we should journal is or why we should at least track our moods is also just because you can look back over time so like I know that it takes a lot of time, obviously. Yes, I love that. It's like a tangible way to keep record of your thoughts, which is huge if you're battling mental health too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like aren't things getting better? Yep. And you can look back and see the seasons like, oh, this happened at this time. Oh, it's because this was a really hard season for me at work. So maybe I wasn't struggling from depression, but I was really going through something and I didn't have the tools to take care of myself yet to go through this. But yeah, I mean, you can look back and see that. But to answer your question, it's like, if you are seeing this pattern for, you know, a couple of years or um, just over time and you see that it's connected to a season and it's like a four month period or something like that versus being this type of mood all year round, then that can kind of tell you like it's seasonal versus it's true depression. And also, I, I can't get into all of the details. It would take too long, but you can suffer like from depression, but then have it, you know, you can suffer from depression all year long and just be diagnosed with a depression disorder, but still have seasonal depression. And it's just a worsening of those symptoms during that time period. So it's, you know, it's so fluid. That's the thing, like I was saying is, and I think that's why our society can easily kind of, you know, shut an ear to this and not pay attention to this because it's different from having a broken foot where you can just say like, okay, six months in a cast and you're good or whatever. And this is harder, you know? So it's, it's fluid. It's, it's hard. Everybody's going to be different. I love talking about this stuff with you. I know. <laughs> It's so good. Well, you're you're asking like the best questions. Like it's important stuff. And yeah, think, so if somebody feels um cuz you've been talking about on your show boundaries as well with the holidays and I think that's huge. Oh, yeah. Boundaries in general are so important, especially mentally if you're in like either a codependent relationship or maybe your uh, family dynamics or like you need to set boundaries and things. I love how like you were talking about having boundaries around the holidays and everything. So how do you feel if somebody gets depressed around the holiday season because maybe they've lost a loved one? Like recently I lost one of my grandmas and this has been a common thing is I know a lot of people recently who have been losing grandparents yeah, and this might be their first Christmas without them, and they might have just lost them. Like with me, it was like a, a month ago. I lost like my grandmother, not even a month, like three weeks ago. But I know other people too who have lost their grandparents recently. 
And it's like, you're going through your first Christmas without that, that loved one in your life. I've also like lost my cousin this past year. Like I've lost a lot of people the last year and I see it's a common thing, especially like maybe people lost loved ones to COVID. I know you've lost patients that were like not supposed to be, you know? So how do people, how would you say they should navigate that seasonal depression if they're maybe having it because they're grieving this holiday season and they don't have that person that they're used to having there every Christmas like what would you say to them because I just see this as a common thing right now it's it's kind of not seasonal depression but I just wanted to see what advice you would give somebody because yeah you know what I want to say actually to that is like first of all my brain wants to give them like some kind of scientific thing like oh go use your sad lamp or like take some right right it's so hard it's like to be completely honest you have to give yourself grace. If you are stuck in a situation like that, and that's a hard fucking situation to go through, like nobody should have to feel like that. But of course we all do, right? Like exactly. I, I've totally been there with the family members gone and how hard that is your first holidays, even even sometimes, you know, a few years, like it takes so much time. Um, and then of course, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even hit you, you know? Yeah, yep. And grief is know. so different from for everyone. That's mm-hmm. why it's so hard for me to say like, how do we even open this conversation yeah. because a lot of people want to talk about their grief, but they feel that they're supposed to be after three days, it's you're supposed to be over it. Yeah. Like, which is so and there's no true. amount of time that can really heal that mm-hmm. kind of a loss. So what I would say honestly is again a lot of introspection. Like you, I I know it sounds so woo-woo or whatever, but literally sit down in some meditation. Meditation doesn't have to be some big crazy thing, but it's just like take some moments to journal or sit by a lake or just sit somewhere quiet and have some introspection as to how you are feeling. Not how society wants you to feel, not the fact that you've used your three bereavement days at work. Just like honestly, how are you feeling and what does that mean for you? going into the holidays? Are you going to be okay going to these big parties with friends? Do you need to instead maybe hang out at your best friend's house for the holidays where their grandma's going to be there? And you know, that's inviting and that feels special to you. Or maybe you need some extra self-care time, um, like really seeing what you need not what you think you should be doing because that's the best way that you will, you know, live your own life, right? Without regrets. And then also I think a huge plug to having a good friend or a therapist that you can talk to without any, you know, questioning about like what your decision-making process is, because I think everyone should have some type of friend or therapist on speed dial that you can literally call and just be like, Oh my God, tomorrow's Christmas. It's my first one without my grandma. I am, I don't know what I should be doing. I I feel this way. I feel, you know, really bummed out. And for them to just talk to you and kind of be there for you, be able to listen to you, but also help you get pumped up a little bit because like I said earlier, you know, with seasonal depression or any depression, if you are down and then you're laying in bed and you're, you know, eating junk food and then you're drinking, if you, if you go down that path of all of those negative coping mechanisms, then it can make the depression even worse. So having a yes. friend that can listen to you and pump you up, but help you get out of bed, like, um, oh my God, I just did this really cute reel on Instagram of the dogs. 
of all of my dogs because, or my dog, my sister's dogs, because I like, there's days when it's like, you don't want to get out of bed. And then your dog is like staring at you. And she's like, hi, I'm going to like pee on the floor. If you don't take me the fuck <laughs> my outside. My dog just popped up and looked when you said that. <laughs> I love that. That was beautiful <laughs> advice though, about taking of meeting yourself where you're at. I'd never yeah. like, think of like, Refed advice that way. That is, that's beautiful. Like because maybe like shit, that dude. big holiday party, go to your friend's grandma's yeah, or something. If that you, was so sweet. I love you that. Have to do what what's going to uplift you, and just like giving yourself the grace of what the hell we've just been through collectively as a nation, well as a world. Really, this whole world has gone through a bunch lately, and yeah, you know, it's it's a really good point, Reagan, because last year around this time is when a lot of people were passing, and so this is a lot of people's first year without family, like just from COVID in general. So honestly, that's like, that's hard. It's, it's a hard year. And I think with that being said, it's also really important to take what you've learned in this podcast and apply it towards your friends too. Don't be the depression police, but you should kind of look into that and think about your friends, you know, like, Hey, she just lost her grandparents last year due to COVID. Like this is her first holiday without grandparents. Like I'm going to invite her over or Hey, like this friend of mine is probably going through it right now. Like, what can I do? And also just, you know, like you've heard it all in this podcast, different signs of depression, you know, and maybe if, if you see a friend that seems to be struggling, like go help uplift them, get them outside, you know, get, if there's a little bit of a sunny day on the East coast, get them the heck out into that sunshine, you know? So yeah, I think if you can't do it for yourself, it's, it's a good feeling when you have a friend that's there to support you. Yes. I love it. I think that's a great advice is Finding that person, whether it's your therapist or a friend, I think that's a huge thing too for seasonal depression and grief and just everything, really. I think you can find somebody that cares because I think the biggest thing, especially with depression, is when people get to that point, I think they just maybe like the point of suicide, they just feel like so disconnected from everyone. So yeah. I think it's important, like early on, if you notice you're getting depressed find somebody early on to confide in so that it never has to get to that point. If that yeah. makes sense, hopefully that's okay to say, but yeah. whenever I start feeling depressed or something, I always go to somebody. But then again, I know it's not always that easy for some people. They can't do that. But if you have it in you to be able to open up to somebody and share, do it early on. Like as soon as you suspect something, or like you said, if you think you have seasonal depression, go to a doctor. Don't just like brush it off. Like it will oh, take care of itself, you know? Exactly. Because you know, it's, it's going to continue to get worse if you don't treat it, you know? This is a great conversation. I want to have another one. Yay. I'm so happy you were able to make it to another awesome episode. Don't forget if this resonated with you, take a screenshot, tag me in it on Instagram at enlightened period wellness. Or if it's something that one of your friends needs to hear, don't hesitate to send it out. Let's get this message across. Have a blessed day.